This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are diving into some talk around company culture. One of the things that I love about talking about company culture is that when you own your own business, you get to be in the captain's seat of creating an amazing company culture. And if you're anything like all of the solopreneurs that are joining the online workspace because of the great resignation, you're probably looking back to your days in corporate America and saying, uh, yeah, I want the exact opposite of that. (laughs) Am I right? But what exactly does the opposite of that really look like? And how do we make it sustainable for you, your team, and the growing demands of your company? My guest today is Laura Tolhook. She's the owner of Essential HR. Laura helps a wide range of people from aspiring solopreneurs to teams of 50 with all of their HR needs. This week, Laura and I talk about team performance reviews, which yes, is a part of company culture and how to keep your teammates along for the long haul. So let's go ask Laura how she curates an incredible performance and development culture. It is so good to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I've been anxiously waiting for this moment. I love this. And we have such a connection because please tell the audience what you just told me. This is so amazing. (laughs) So I heard your name uh, through my business coach. When I saw, I heard you on her podcast. I thought, who is this lady? I like how she talks. And I started the very first podcast that I listened to was your podcast as as I was starting my HR business. And I probably binged about five of them every time I was driving in order to figure out, because I was like, yeah, well, how does it, how does an HR person need an OBM and VA podcast? But I had no clue about systems. As I started this business, I didn't know, you know, Calendly from Asana, from all of these different things. It was like a completely different world to me. Right. And you brought me to the place of actually knowing what half of these things were. (laughs) I I love it. I never heard of a loom video before I heard from your podcast. (laughs) So it was fantastic. It was a great resource. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And I love the fact that like, you know, there, there is something for everyone. First of all, in my podcast, I've tried to make it that there's something for everyone, even if you are outside of the virtual support space. But second of all, the fact that we can always learn from each other, you know, because it's always about like, you don't know what you don't know, you know, in the, in the online space. And, and I am learning more and more about HR as I build my team. (laughs) So we're learning from each other. I love it. (laughs) I never heard the syllables Asana before I heard you. 
Amazing. Amazing. So please tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name's Laura. I am the proprietor of Essential HR and I help small businesses from the scaling solopreneur and to groups about 50, teams of 50 with their HR needs, whether by projects or by fractional support. That's so amazing. A lot of times you don't need any, let's be, let's be honest. If you're one person looking for team member, member number one, mm-hmm. you don't need an HR person, but there is a massive amount of information that we can help you with to get you confidently leaping to that first employee, because that's a huge step for a lot of scaling solopreneurs. It's such a huge step. And I think that so many people wait too long because they're afraid of the unknown and they think that they're going to make a mistake. And I always like, when I talk to my HR person, when I talk to my CFO, when we first started thinking about my first full-time employee, I was like, I just don't want to make any mistakes that send oh, me yeah. to jail. You know, like yeah. Yeah. that's, that's like my big, like, oh my gosh, what if I do something wrong? Don't realize that I'm doing it wrong. And then I go to jail, which well, is not likely to happen, but still. <laughs> I I kind of put it like your first kid, right? Mm -hmm. My first kid ate organic. They never had candy. They never had juice. My second kid was raised on ice cream. (laughs) Uh, And it's kind of like that with your business, right? That first hire is like, oh my gosh, I'm giving away part of my baby. Mm -hmm. You know, daycare, you searched every daycare, you, and then the second one, you're like, here you go, have them. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of what hiring is like. That first one, it hurts. It's tough. It's emotional because it's your baby. Mm -hmm. And then as you go along, you realize, you know, okay, this is how we're going to do it. You learn to give up a little bit more. You learn what to delegate and to trust your team. And it's a very similar process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about that team component because I know that in my program, Agency Thrive Mind, which is for agency owners, we talk a lot about developing a solid company and team culture. But I love that in our conversation today, we're going to center it around um, specifically on performance development because I think that that's an area that people either they don't feel like they know enough or they don't even think to think about it. You know what I mean? So in terms of that, can you tell me what performance and development culture actually means? I think we overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us have come from big business and we have these forums and annual review or, you know, quarterly goal setting, and we make it seem a lot more intense than it actually is. Mm -hmm. When you have a small team, it's really about adopting a culture of communication that people know that not only are you invested in them today, but you see them in the long term in your business as well, down the road, three years down the road, five years down the road. That's what a performance culture really is. Mm-hmm. It's really developing those relationships in two-way conversations. So sometimes we think of performance reviews, we think of them as we're going to look back on the year and figure out what happened. And frankly, if you're talking about things that happened eight months ago, you're not engaging your team in, in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's talk about what happened eight months ago, eight months ago, mm-hmm. and let's use these opportunities and these conversations to figure out how are we better leaders and how can we inspire our team and what do we need to do in order to drive their performance to the next level? Yeah. And I would say that, like, I would think that that would uh, increase longevity and like decrease, you know, kind of the revolving door that yeah. often we see, especially in online businesses, because I think that because we're so like, it's easier to get out of touch with people because we're not in the same office. Right. Yes. And so having those conversations, I always say to my team, like having the conversations early and often is the way to go. Um, and, and I think that that's one of the reasons that we have pretty low team turnover. You yeah. know, we have team members that have been with me and my 
my company for four going on five years now. And my company is only going on five years now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what does that look like in terms of actually doing the thing? So a lot of times when you say performance review time, Mm -hmm. and you know, this coming in corporate, you hear like a collective groan. Yes. You hear a collective (laughs) groan from the management because the administration of it seems overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And you hear a groan from the the employees who are having the performance reviews because they're like, great, I'm going to put all this effort into this document and then come out of it feeling what? Like, I'm I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the best I can feel coming? Oh, good. You're doing a great job. Keep doing it is the best feeling I can have. It's right. oftentimes not a good use of anyone's time. Mm-hmm. We have these structures in place that don't fulfill the needs of either group. Mm-hmm. So I would say, let's make your performance and development system in line with your communication system. So if you're already talking to your team, so the people that you directly supervise, who would be the ones response that you'd be responsible for this whole performance aspect with, if you're already talking to them weekly or daily, let's work the performance review or that performance conversation or the development conversation into what's already working for you. So if you're, you know, not talking to your team maybe every six weeks you touch base. And if I say to you, hey, Tasha, I think you should have a communication culture that talks about goals and objectives weekly. Well, you're not even talking weekly now. How long is this going to last? Yeah. So in the same sense that if you don't have anything in place and you don't talk to your team a lot, we got to figure out where is the starting point from that? So maybe it is quarterly or Mm -hmm. biannually. Where are we going to start so that the whole thing doesn't fall off the edge of the cliff after the first set of administrative documents that get set out? Yeah. (laughs) So, and I love that because it's similar to even team meetings. A lot of the agency owners that I work with, when they're first starting with their teams, they're like, oh, we don't have team meetings. And I think that they're so important just to like see each other and be in each other's presence and everything, you know, but you can't go from zero to 60 basically, because it's going to drain your team. It's going to drain you. And so I always suggest like, let's start with, you know, a monthly team meeting and then let's go to bi-weekly and then let's go to weekly and maybe like break it up into smaller teams or whoever needs to. So it sounds very similar in terms of whatever, like if you're not doing anything, at least do something. Right. (laughs) And then once you start doing something and have the, the commitment to do the something, then we can add on more or more touch points. And that's something, what does that something look like? Yeah. What what does that something look like? (laughs) So there's a few options that you have. And again, your performance and development system has to be in line with your company culture. And there are some things that I would encourage and push people towards and, you know, discourage on some things. And that would be, again, that look back. Mm-hmm. Do we need to look back eight months ago? I'm not certain we do if we have a communication culture set in place. Mm-hmm. The things you do want to look at is that job description. Mm-hmm. So in your job description, you should have outlined some key performance indicators. So you know what good performance looks like in the person who's in that role knows what good performance looks like. Mm -hmm. So those are your qualitative and quantitative measures. So let's take a look at those on a regular basis, whether it's quarterly, whether it's, you know, even annually, what makes sense to look at those key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. And then we want to set goals around those about how we're going to do better. Or maybe we're hitting those targets and maybe we need to think of bigger targets Mm -hmm. or more expanded responsibilities. But that's the first place I would start to make sure that it's, it's measured right around what the individual is doing. So key performance indicators for that job. Mm -hmm. And then you have a little bit more qualitative aspects 
to the performance and development conversation. And what I encourage here is if your values are important to you, if you've established them, if you've thought hard about each and every one of those, let's make sure that we're talking about them in that meeting. If you put four adjectives on a wall and called it your values and never looked at it again, it's not going to be relevant. Right. So take it out of the conversation. But the third and most important aspect that I think needs to be in this whole conversation is questions about motivation, questions about, hey, what's what's one thing you did in the last 90 days that you really enjoyed? Oh, I love that question. Because sometimes we think, you know, if when my, my team members, when I asked that and he said, I loved actually, like, I love doing the payroll. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Why would you like doing payroll? Okay. Well, if you like good, good to know, like that news to me that you right. actually enjoy doing payroll because now I can develop what your role looks like in light of the things that you're really passionate about, whether you knew it or whether you didn't. And then, oh, you really didn't like writing those documents. Hmm. I'm not saying you'll never have to do it again, but mm-hmm. if somebody else loves it, I'm going to move those responsibilities around a little bit. Or something like, you know, is there something that I could do to make you feel appreciated? Mm-hmm. Because whether we think we do it enough or not, there's always more opportunity to show appreciation. Yeah. And there's a book, and I'm sure you've heard of it, uh, called The Five Love Languages. And yes. have the four <laughs> languages of motivation. And I swear by this book. In the theory that not everybody is motivated the same. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know how people on our team are motivated, like you could bring me a cup of coffee in the morning and be like, hey, thanks. It yeah. means nothing to me. You gave right. me a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But if you said, hey, Laura, let's go for lunch together. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. they want to spend time with me outside of the workplace and hear about my opinions on the grass, the sky, and my dog. Um, <laughs> and that's important to me. So finding out what makes people tick and it takes effort because sometimes people don't even know themselves how they're ticking. We'll be back with the rest of our episode in just a couple minutes. But first, I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legendary Launch Manager Certification Program. So our goal in creating this launch management certification was not only to teach you how to create amazing project plans, but also amazing experiences and outcomes for you as a launch manager, for the launch team, and of course, for your clients. In our three-month cohort, you will learn different launch strategies and how to implement them, how to create a finished and flushed out and supportive project plan, what to look for in order to better optimize launch deliverables like sales pages and social media copy, team and client management, and so much more. By the end of the three months, you'll have the skills, the know-how, and the templates to lead even the most complex launches. But we actually don't stop there. After you're a certified launch manager, you'll also be added to our referral network. And you'll also get three free months in our certified launch management membership. This is where you'll continue to learn about business building skills as well as ongoing launch education. Because as we know, best practices in launches and launch system strategy and implementation changes all the time. And we wanna make sure that you stay in the know. If this sounds absolutely amazing, head on over to tashabooth.com forward slash launch to learn more and enroll in our next cohort, which starts soon, like super soon. That's tashabooth.com forward slash launch. Okay, back to the episode. So that's the third part that I think is the most important part of creating that performance and development culture is getting people to talk to you about what is actually going on. I love all of this. And I especially love the third one um, because like you were saying about asking people like, what, what did you enjoy? We did this. uh, I think we started doing like our performance reviews and those, those sorts of things, maybe like 
two, two and a half years ago. And Danny, who's my executive assistant now, she was a contractor via on my team at the time. And we asked her like, you know, what do you, what else do you enjoy doing that you're not currently doing on the launch guild team? She's like, oh, I really love writing and I really love design. And (laughs) we had no idea. (laughs) And Danny is fantastic at both. And so now instead of, you know, having to go and check when my designer is available and everything for like those smaller design projects or, or those graphics and everything, I can just be like, Danny, Hey, can you whip this up? She, um, she and Sarah on my team, who's our marketing assistant, they write the show notes together for things. And Mm -hmm. I'm able to say like, Danny, can you just like create this email for me? And she's able to do it. And if I hadn't asked her, I would have no idea to this day, you know? Um, so I think that that's so important. And then we actually, when we have a new team member, we have them fill out like a favorite things kind of doc, you know? And one of the questions is their love language, because we want to make sure that like, we're, we're appreciating them in the way that they need to be appreciated. And Lindsay on our team, for example, my love language isn't gifting, but it's one of the ones that I use a lot, um, in, in showing appreciation. And I remember I, I would send her like $25 Amazon gift cards as like, thank yous when she went above and beyond. And she'd be like, Oh, thanks. You know? But then I realized like, she is a words of affirmations person. And so when I am able to say like, Lindsay, Oh my gosh, you did an amazing job. And then like in front of the rest of the team or in front of others, like that's the thing, you know, that makes her feel appreciated. So it's so important. And I think that so, many of us either we just assume um which is always almost always the wrong thing to do or we just don't think about it we just don't know to to ask the question in the first place well even in that words of affirmation there's people who want you to send them an email saying thanks i really appreciate that and that's all they want and if you sent it to the whole company they would be mortified (laughs) right exactly like i don't (laughs) want the public recognition i just need to know that you're you appreciate what i'm doing so there's so much more to it than just you know Hey, I said, I said, I appreciate them. What's the big deal? Um, Why don't they know that they're doing a great job? And that's where it comes back to leadership and management to Mm -hmm. really drive this. So even on my team, you know, I sent them all a little bottle of essential oil one day. Um, and one, one of my team members like, that's amazing. My husband said, my company doesn't do that. And it's just a little thing. And somebody else like, oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Like, all right. I know where we're ticking here. Um, and, and for me and for a lot of people, gifts is an easy one, Mm -hmm. right? We just think about, oh, this, they might appreciate that. It's actually one of the easier ones. Yeah. Uh, because it's physical and it doesn't take as much time as stopping by to ask somebody, Hey, how was your weekend Mm -hmm. or taking half an hour out of your day? Whereas that love language of that, that time where I'm like, Hey, Tasha, how was your weekend? And you talk about the bachelor with me for 20 minutes. Right. That means something. Yeah. And other people are like, I just want to get on my day. Why, why would I stop? (laughs) (laughs) And I am in that camp and Jaylor, my director of operations is in the other camp. And it's like, it's so funny because on um, Mondays we have our two hour leadership team meeting and she'll spend the first 10 minutes going to each person be like, what'd you do this weekend? And like, sometimes I'm just like, can we like get started? (laughs) But it's, I do see the importance. It's so important. And that's, that's one of the reasons she and I work so well together because she remembers those things and and the needs of, of team members that way. And I think the other thing that I have noticed when we've kind of developed a similar style that you're talking about now in terms of it being an ongoing conversation Mm -hmm. instead of like a yearly or a quarterly review or something is that it takes the pressure off of people. I remember the first time we did our big like annual performance reviews, everybody came in so 
stressed and thinking that they were going to get yelled at or fired, (laughs) you know, and, and now it's just like, oh, we're just having a conversation that we have on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, we've had that. You and I have had that in corporate right. environments mm-hmm. where you're like, at the end of the year, like, okay, is that it? And they're like, what are you thinking? What can I say? And these are, you know, high-performing individuals, right. yourself and I, and you still have that anxiety. Like, why are we doing this to our teams? Mm-hmm. And for what? Who told us that this was the only way? Yeah. Who told us that we had to build a system that was mostly so focused on us telling them what was going on right. versus them telling us what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and let's I, put the pressure back on managers. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was just talking to the ladies inside of Thrive Mind the other day about that. And I said, so many of us come out of corporate and we have all of these shoulds that we yeah. got from corporate, right? But we get to model new ways of being when we're creating our agencies, yeah. you know, and new ways of treating people the way that we want it to be treated in corporate and having the systems, these kinds of systems in place that really support our team in developing into the people that they want to become and we need them to become in order to move into our next level of growth mm-hmm. too. So it's something that helps the entire cog, you know, in the, uh, in the wheel and everything. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I feel like being able to do it in a different way is such a blessing and so, so much fun too. <laughs> in our small teams, we get to do it in a way that works for us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do it like Target does it. We don't have to do it like, you know, Zappos does it. Mm-hmm. We do it the way that Tasha Booth wants it done. Yeah. What inspires you in your corporate culture, in your team? What kind of environment do you want to have? And that's how you get to do it. And, you know, you work with an HR person to give you some best practices some great ideas some good questions um, and some kind of structure that that makes sense for your team. But it doesn't have to be, you know, some form that you pulled off of Google. Yeah. I said, well, if this is the way that Starbucks does it, they must get it right. No, they don't have it right for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, you know, I, I appreciate that because I use Starbucks as the example all the time because I am a lover of Starbucks. <laughs> and so like when somebody wants to, you know, like a client wants to like completely break the chain of command or the chain of communication and go directly to me, I'm like, would they like email the CEO of Starbucks and expect that, you know, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably, but would they expect that the person yeah. actually like gets on a zoom call, you know, so I use those examples, but I do appreciate that. Yes. As small businesses, we do have a different way of being, and we do have a different way of operating than these huge corporations as well. (laughs) And one of the things that really keeps people engaged in a team is the loyalty to who they're working with. Mm -hmm. And if they can see that the person sitting in front of them, and I'll give you an example. I was really, I was, well, I was was young when I started my career as we all were. Um, (laughs) and I had one VP who, when I screwed up and went like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, this is the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. There was such grace Mm. with how she said, okay, so this is how we're going to fix it. Yeah. And there was this understanding that she was invested in my development. Like she liked me as a person and she liked me as an employee. Mm -hmm. You know, I did good work and she actually liked me. Right. And with that, knowing she could have told me six times over again that I was the worst person in the world, uh, but I still knew she was invested in me for the good of both personal and professional. Yeah. And when you have that relationship, no matter if you tell somebody that, you know, they told, they said that the sky was green and you're like, no, it is blue. Mm-hmm. 
they're like, okay, I still know Tasha has my back. So I'm not going to sit in this wallowy mud yeah. for the next week. Yeah. I know. And just think about how I might be losing my job. No, I know that we've moved on from this and Tasha's moved on from this mm-hmm. and we're moving forward. And I think that is a really important part of the performance culture. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you so much for that. So, okay, before we get to, I want to talk about um, your uh, download that you have for us, but I have a question first. I'm asking this question of all season six guests. Oh, no. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the question is, and it's going to go beautifully in this conversation, so don't don't fret. Um, How do you work daily on improving as a leader in your space? just like we talked about, is just finding those little pieces, those nuggets of gold that Mm -hmm. your team or even your clients, because it works the same for your clients, Mm -hmm. what makes them tick and realizing that every individual is unique and me changing as a leader to what they need, as opposed to me thinking they need to change Mm -hmm. to what I need. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Tell us about this download. So it's the favorite performance and development conversation questions. Yes. So you probably think, okay, Laura, you gave us one. I got more. I got more (laughs) questions. I love it. (laughs) So if you're like, I don't even know where to start, throw away Google, turn it off and just download some of our favorite performance and development questions to start that two-way conversation to get more understanding of what your team needs from you. So it can be found at essentialhr.ca slash HSDT for how she did that. Amazing. And we will definitely put that in the show notes at tashabooth.com forward slash podcast. And where can we find you online? Yes. So I hang out at Instagram at essentialhr.ca and at LinkedIn. So those are the two places that you'll find the most interaction from our team. And of course, our website is essentialhr.ca where we have more downloads to your heart's content. uh, If you want to check that out as well. Thank you so much, Laura. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Interested in becoming a certified launch manager? Our next cohort starts super soon and we would love to have you. If you've got the basics down as a VA, tech VA, OBM, project manager, director of operations, or so on, and want to learn the insides and outs of managing launches, this certification is for you. Learn more and apply now at TashaBooth.com forward slash launch. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash launch. We can't wait to see your application in my inbox. Let's level up together.